We are still riding high off of that week one win, putting the boots to the Bengals, but Pittsburgh is next. Fantasy football and week one overreactions. Big show today on the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. The sickest Cleveland Browns podcast. Cut back by Chubb. He's to the 10. He's still running to the 5. He dips outside left. He's going in. Touchdown. What a run. Nick Chubb. It's going to be sick. Browns fans, how are we feeling? I know. I know. We have to move on. We have to move on to Pittsburgh week two. Blah, blah, blah. I still want to revel for a moment in that week one victory. We deserve it make sure you're clicking follow here on the show get that notification bell on jump in the chats how you feeling brad fans you feeling good you gotta be feeling good what about moving on from here let me know in the comments give us a follow on social media at sick pod browns at andy mc 81 that's on twitter instagram and tiktok at andy mc sports don't forget after each game we're gonna have our instant reaction youtube short and all over social media as well as far as i'm gonna jump on and kind of tell you exactly what i'm thinking if you missed last week's, it, you, you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. Jump on again at Sick Pod Browns on the channel right here. Make sure you click and subscribe. All right. So we're going to be talking some betting, some overreaction week one. How about Aaron Rodgers going down? Oh my gosh. Wow. Like, you know, for a moment, let's take it. It sucks for Aaron Rodgers, real life, et cetera. You know, all the cliches, you know, what you have to say. Browns wise, this is very interesting because twofold. One, you play, you were to play Aaron Rodgers in the Jets in week 17. Aaron Rodgers, torn Achilles, his career might be done. Just terrible. It really does suck. But now you get Zach Wilson or whoever else they bring in. And I know, oh, Zach Wilson helped win the game. Much different coming into a game when the team doesn't expect you for when they plan for Zach Wilson. I'm feeling much better. But the second part, this is going to be, we knew, we've talked about it all offseason, how tough this getting into the playoff journey for the Browns is going to be because of all the talent in the AFC. Well, the Jets, who aren't going to be serious contenders anymore, nice defense still, but not going to be serious contenders anymore, did you a favor, they put the Bills at 0-1. You're going to have to be challenging the Bills for positioning in the AFC when it comes to the playoff picture. You got that going on for you. So interesting stuff. I'll get to some uh, key injuries coming out of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Of course, for the Browns, the one negative is that Jack Conklin gone for the year, injured, he's out. Uh, that might be the last time we see him in a Browns uniform too, folks, unfortunately. Uh, loves the city and, and all that, so really does suck. Jack Conklin gone. Again, let's look at a half-glass full situation. Dewan Jones, who the turnaround of this player, as a, a late round, a day three draft pick out of Ohio State, with that size, 6'8", I think his, his wingspan his arms, when they're outstretched, is the equivalent to someone like seven foot five or something. It's outrageous. He's just a big, giant fridge, bigger than a fridge. He came in, looked pretty good to me. I didn't hear his name called in a negative sense. And the the transformation that Jones was able to do, remember, back in training camp, first day, he was throwing up. They made him run, run wind sprints. Bill Callahan, the offensive line coach for the Browns, he couldn't keep up with that. Oh, man, this guy doesn't want to work hard. You were either going to break him or make him. And they made him because then he took that backup, that first man off the bench tackle job away from James Hudson. That's Jones's job now. Now he'll go up against TJ Watt. 
and the Pittsburgh Steelers. TJ Watt much quicker. How does Jones fare? He's got the quick footwork from that basketball background. But let's take a victory lap just for a moment, if we could. Okay? If we could. By the way, if you go to ESPN.com and check out the defenses, defenses section, and you check yards allowed, your Cleveland Browns are number one, folks. Your Cleveland Browns are number one. Week one, I know people, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. I, we don't get to experience these nice things as Browns fans that often. So I am going to take the victory lap. We're the number one defense in yards allowed. That's a fact. It's not an opinion. That's a fact. You did it. That defense. I, I, I could. I was bullish on it. I, I was excited about Jim Schwartz. I couldn't have dreamed up a, a situation like this. Like this wouldn't even have been in my imagination how well this went with the Bengals. And Jamar Chase. What an idiot. What an idiot. And then he's like, oh, we got beat by elves. You sure did, jerk. How about it? Huh, Denzel Ward? Not just Denzel Ward, though. Here's the thing. Not just Denzel Ward shut you down. Martin Emerson Jr., MJ Emerson, shut you down. Greg Newsom shut you down. The diversity that Jim Schwartz puts out in his defensive scheme is sensational. I know we knew it, but to see it, it's tremendous. You had Miles. How about the Miles Garrett over center? He's doing the, the dribble, the back and forth dribble over the center. Just, they got swag. They got power. They got the attitude. It's all there. And you were confusing. You, the first play of the game, Zadarius Smith hit Joe Burrow's arm. He wasn't right the whole game. He wasn't right the whole game. And you whooped him. And everybody. It, it, the defense, you can't complain about a thing on the defense. It was creative. I'm, I'm so excited about this. And special teams. Hello? We're nervous about Dustin Hopkins. D-Hop. Three for three. How about it? Three for three. Now, granted, uh, this time last year after week one, we beat the Carolina Panthers. And uh, Katie York was the star with the game-winning field goal. And mm, things didn't quite progress as nicely. You're only as good as your last game, last kick, etc. when you're a kicker. But right now... That dude's great. And the special teams, the things that get overlooked, no penalties. And you were able to pin with the punting, with the tackling, with the, like everything seemed to work. It just looked better run with Bubba Ventrone. So the two new coordinators, game balls, man, game balls. Like, come on. It just absolutely incredible. They get some dog bones. Okay. Like just unreal. Now, the offense, okay, I will, despite Deshaun Watson not looking as good as you'd like or polish, that slippery ball was bad for Joe Burrow, too. I'm not going to make excuses. He needs to work back. But the credit goes, and I said this in my reaction video after uh, the game at Sick Pod Browns and on the YouTube channel here. I said credit to Kevin Stefanski. I don't think Kevin Stefanski manages the game he does this way last year. In fact, I know he wouldn't because he had a chance and he didn't. Certainly not the year before. What happened? Your star quarterback wasn't getting it done. Wasn't feeling it early. You go to Nick Chubb. He would force it last year. Stefanski would. Went to Nick Chubb. Tried it again. Didn't work. Went to Nick Chubb. Then Watson gets hit. Three straight passes. Boom, boom, boom. It works. All right. Gets cold. And you, you did what you had to do to win. Maybe that switch has flipped for Stefanski. No style points. Doesn't matter about how you win, just win. And he did what he had to do. He leaned on his best running back in bad weather, and you won. 
Deshaun Watson and Marquise Goodwin got to get on the same page because Goodwin had that those that secondary beat and Watson's timing was off. That hopefully will come. But this defense, bravo. You held the Bengals to three points, man. I don't care the injury to Joe Burrow, whatever. Everyone deals with injuries. Look, the, the Jets lost Aaron Rodgers on Monday Night Football and they still beat the Bills. Okay? You do what you got to do. And the Browns lost their right tackle early in the game and their rookie came in and, and, and shone. You held Joe Burrow to 82 yards. 82 yards. That's incredible. I, I, again, like that, that's, I, I can't even fathom that. You had T. Higgins, zero catches. One of the best receivers in the game, zero on eight targets. Uh, un, unreal. Unreal. And Elijah Moore, I haven't heard too many people talk about this. Elijah Moore, I want to see the ball in this guy's hand all the time. If it's not Nick Chubb's hands, I want it to get to Elijah Moore. Because not just the ability for him to go fast. Did you see the second effort? The end around the little toss, nothing there. He was able to kind of jitterbug his way. And then came all the way back. And even when he caught that one, it was a six-yard reception, I think, on that touchdown drive where Watson ran it in. Beautiful call. He called that himself at scrimmage, by the way. Uh, so he has that confidence from Stefanski and himself and the team. So, But Elijah Moore caught it. And he just wouldn't quit. It wasn't your typical tackle and go down. And he was shifty. He was he was just slippery. Elijah Moore, I think, is going to be a really special player for this team. I really do. I think he's going to be a super special player. Oh, that feels good, folks. 24 to 3, 1 and 0. We got to be loving that. Now, flip to Pittsburgh. Oh, the squealers, folks. Now, you'll notice on social media, they're P yellow rag waving fan base said well this is a rebuild year anyway oh really i don't think you were saying that when you were uh, going on and on about kenny pickett could be a franchise quarterback kenny pickett's gonna take the big kenny pickett sucks he's average i shouldn't say sucks he's average kenny pickett is average kenny pickett is mac jones kenny pickett i think at his best might be Derek carr maybe baby hand pickett average Oh, I hope that first play again, the Browns rattle his tiny hands. Just go at him. What happened to the Pittsburgh Steelers? You might ask. Well, the Steelers, who now the fan base, again, all of a sudden is, uh, okay, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a, a, a rebuild year. Okay. It's a, it's, it's a rebuild year after you're saying you're going to go win the division. Sure. Early on, of course, yada, yada, yada. But what happened? And you got all these pundits going to shock the 49ers that defense and the Steelers defense and they're always going to be a tough out look a 30 to 7 pounding by the 49ers is not going to be the norm I'll give the devil their due that team is too well coached and too well disciplined to lose that badly they're always going to be a tough out I don't think they're very good on offense but they're always going to be a tough out and the defense you still have to respect 30 to 7 Ooh, let's let's drink that in for a second how did how did old Ken do? How did Kenny Pickett do? Well, Kenny Pickett threw one touchdown, two interceptions. Ran once for four yards. Love it. Najee Harris, uh, now you couldn't run him too often. The 5.2 yards per carry, but only six carries. You made him one-dimensional. You made him how to throw. That's what the Browns need to do. You need to get Kenny Pickett. You need to have him be able to throw the ball. You need to get him to throw the ball and keep it away from Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. That combo is a little tricky. I, I do respect that combo there. But Kenny Pickett averaged five yards a pass. Dink and dunk specialist. 
shades of Colt McCoy here, right? So bring that offense on. Here's some news, okay? Um, the, and we never like to see anyone get injured, but if they have to get injured and it can benefit us as a fan base, so be it. Cam Hayward, Pro Bowl defensive lineman. He's been a Browns wrecker for years. He's out. He's injured. Come from Ian Rappaport. Expected to miss multiple weeks with a groin injury suffered Sunday. Cam Hayward is out. Now, TJ Watt is still there. And boy, Daywan Jones, welcome to the league, kid. That former, that 2021 defensive player of the year is coming for you. He's coming. Okay, so Brown, yeah, have a Chubb or whoever you want, extra tight end to help chip. Help Daywan Jones because TJ Watt is coming for you. But Cam Hayward out is massive. And uh, also Deontay Johnson, one of their go-to receivers. What did he do in last game? Three catches. Deontay Johnson is a out of the slot, kind of short possession guy. Can be very dynamic. But you have also have Allen Robinson. Uh, he'll be their next man up. Five catches, 64 yards. George Pickens, five for 36. They do have some talent. The question is, can Pickett get him the ball? I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. Even on one leg, Joe Burrow is better than Kenny Pickett. And the Browns dismantled that. So I, am I afraid of Allen Robinson, a journeyman? No. Does he have talent? Yeah, you can beat you. You can get beat on any any ball in the NFL with guys like that. Pickens for sure, but Deontay Johnson is going to be out. And that is uh, from Adam Schefter. Is expected to be silent for a, quote, few weeks to a hamstring injury he suffered Sunday. So one of their best offensive players, one of their best defensive players out for Monday Night Football for the Browns. Huge, huge benefit there. Opening line, though, now, this was, I think, before the Hayward news. Let's see what it is for week two. The Browns were favored only by two. Let's uh, let's take a little early line peek. Uh, Ravens are playing the Bengals, by the way. That'll be interesting. Cincinnati, three and a half point favorites. Not if Joe Burrow's leg is like that. Yeah, Ravens want to know you beat the Texans. Good for you. Lamar Jackson looked terrible. But so do so many other quarterbacks. I'm not going to just dump on Lamar like I usually do. A, a lot of quarterbacks look bad. Josh Allen? My gosh. What the heck was he doing? Uh, right now, Browns are two and a half point road favorites. That's a pick If I'm the Browns, I'm thinking that is disrespect. I'm thinking that is a disrespect. Over under at 40. I'm thinking that is disrespect. If that defense plays how it did, they're going to eat him for lunch. Go pitch a shutout. Should be mad about those three points. That's a bad attitude. And then really, it's about how can Deshaun Watson protect the ball? Um, if the weather's good, hopefully. And how does he learn and adjust if the ball is slippery? We still saw balls in the dirt, ball wet or not. Unacceptable. But he ran and made the plays when you needed to. Didn't get cute. That's fine. You're not cute with it? Fine. Win. And they did. And Stefanski did it. So that's going to be coming up, of course, Monday Night Football. Double header. So the Browns game is 8-15. The early game, an hour before, is Saints-Panthers. That I'm going to miss that one. That one's – that's the uh, prison inmate game, folks. That's uh, – you can – you know, if you have any last-minute shopping or something to do, that's the game to do it. 8-15, though, is the main event, Browns and Steelers, Monday night football. All right, everybody. Week one is done fantasy football-wise. Now we have to reassess, right? Now we have to think what went right, what went wrong for our fantasy football team. It's time to dive into the waiver wire, folks. Let's go. 
There we are. Under the wire, waiver wire. So right now, it's panic mode, right? We have a few situations. Namely, Aaron Rodgers, like we said earlier, gone. That downgrades, of course, everybody. Now, you're still going to play your Garrett Wilson. I think the Brees Hall big run, very encouraging. Not great news if you're a Dalvin Cook owner, but great if you're a Brees Hall owner. Probably got him out of value. And now it's like, okay, well, who are the Jets going to bring in? You're not doing Zach Wilson, okay, people? I've heard like, oh, Zach Wilson might look. Stop it. No, there's no Zach Wilson. We're not playing Zach Wilson. However, we may have a couple options here. So let's begin with quarterback. We'll go through a few different of ones that are relatively widely available. Now, usually I stick with the 50% one. I'll start with Kurt Cousins, 85% rostered. All right. Take a look. Maybe he's taken. Maybe he's not. If he's not, that's the guy you want. We know what we're getting with Kirk. You're not going to replace the upside if you are upset with the other quarterbacks, whatever, and you want to make a move or a depth move. This might be a chance to take a look. And this is what I'm happy with the backup quarterback that I got in my my different leagues. I got Anthony Richardson in one, and I got Daniel Jones. Well, I'm not happy with what he did, but I'm not going to dump him yet. Um, but to drop maybe that player you took at the very end of your draft, you know you're not playing him. You know you're never going to start that guy. So go get somebody of depth. Maybe it's a Kirk Cousins. Park him on your bench in case there's an injury or whatever, even if you have a good quarterback. Keep him away from other people in your league. Kirk Cousins, you know you're going to get a nice steady Eddie 17 to 20 points, right? Nothing too crazy, but you're going to be okay. After that, Brock Purdy, good real life. They're working real life. No. All right, fantasy, no. Sam Howell, same thing. Matthew Stafford, uh, he got 14 fantasy points uh, last week, and it's a case again, Stafford, he's old, he's injury prone, and he can't move. So unless he's thrown 300 yards and three touchdowns, not going to be great. Now we'll get to a couple of his receivers, which were quite surprising. But Stafford, no. So where do we pick up? Derek Carr, kind of in that Kirk Cousins vein. Uh, Carr's rostered in 38% leagues versus Carolina. That's a plus matchup if you're looking for streaming, right? DFS, you're going to get some value there, but on the waiver wire. Then there's Jordan Love. And on Sunday's show, folks, and I've continued to, uh, and I still, long-term, don't think Jordan Love is going to be a good option. However, there is no need to be stubborn when it comes to fantasy football. Dude balled out. It was a weird week for quarterbacks. There's going to be tape on him now. Can he replicate that? Well, against a good team, I'd say probably not, but they're going to Atlanta. This is a great opportunity. Christian Watson may or may not be back. I don't think it really matters. Atlanta, they're a strange team, but Jordan Love, you overtook the Bears. It was a division rival. You look that good. You should be able to do that against a team like the Atlanta Falcons. So top ad is Jordan Love. And how about, by the way, how about Bake? How about Baker? Hey, Browns fans, did you feel good seeing Baker running around? I felt good. I, I felt good for Baker. Don't add him to your fantasy team, but I felt good for, for old Bake. I thought that was good. And other ones, why the Mac Jones, no. CJ Stroud, I, I think he's going to pop from time to time with the um, with his legs, but Houston is so bad. They're playing Indy. If you're real desperate, maybe CJ Stroud. But the top ads, I think you want to look at in this order for this week. Jordan Love, uh, only 32% rostered. Then Kirk Cousins. Then Derek Carr. So those are the ones we want to be looking at there. Now, for other position groups, running back, right? Oh, We're always looking for a running back. Always looking at depth. Always looking. And I warned you guys about Cam Akers. Cam Akers was being drafted way too high in fantasy drafts. Why was that an issue? Well, it's because... When you look at Cam Akers, it was Sean McVay has not been loyal to him, even when he says he is, his whole career. 
right? And part of that's Cam Akers' fault. There's injury. There was a work ethic uh, uh, possibilities as far as him not uh, buying in, whatever. But they said, oh, he's the lead back. I didn't bite. And I'm glad I didn't because it's Kyron Williams, only 6% ownership. Six. And this guy was running all over the place. And did you see, here's what was more disturbing to me. Not just the usage share going to Williams, but Cam Akers' yards per carry was under two. Under two yards. Like, guys, that's if you, if you like, fall forward. You're falling forward at least a yard. Wild. Cam Akers, I don't want any part of. I want some of Kyron Williams, though. So, uh, 15 touches, 52 yards, two touchdowns. He's not going to be getting two touchdowns every week. But you saw the usage, right? Outsnapped Akers, 53 snaps to 28. So, we're getting the usage. We're getting the confidence. And he's found the goal line. McVay can't get away from that. So, Kyron Williams is a top hat. Now, poor J.K. Dobbins out again. His career is in jeopardy. Now, you have Justice Hill and Gus Edwards. I've interviewed Justice Hill. I know Justice Hill a little bit. Good guy. Do I want him as my fantasy quarterback with Gus the Bus and Lamar Jackson who had a bad week as well? No, this is committee mode. You're going to be guessing. You're going to be like Justice Hill is probably the more complete back at this point. 4% for Hill. Gus Edwards, 20% rostered. You're going to be in for a roller coaster. I would rather Kyron Williams when it comes to running back. But if you have to pick between the two, I would go Justice Hill. But just remember, Lamar Jackson is still going to be the top rusher on that team that's that's just how it is tom munkin or no todd munkin new oc that's just how it's going to be now when we look at here's the interesting part go back to matt stafford with the rams cooper cup out gone so who's going to step up van jefferson some unknown well it's two unknowns puka nakua hell of a handle puka nakua and i remember watching him in the combine and making some notes on him and thinking he's got speed i like the hands didn't wow me to the point where I thought, oh, this guy should be a first-round pick or something. But Puka Nakua stood out to me there, and boy, did he stand out in that game. Led the team in targets, 15 targets. 10 catches, 120 yards. But let that sink in. 15 targets. Matt Stafford looked his way 15 times. That's outrageous for a rookie, especially not a first-round pick. That's wild. So with Cup out, does that grow? The other side, though, we have 2-2 at 12, uh, at well, 2-2 at 12, the, the name, Puka, uh, Puka and 2-2. I love it. Also was impressive, six catches for 119 yards on eight targets. He's available in 97% of Yahoo leagues, and Puka is rostered in seven. I'm feeling because we got the volume of targets a bit more, I'll go with Puka, but like if, if someone takes him, go for two, two. Again, add him to the bench. See what happens, right? Maybe maybe this is a lightning in a ball. It's a one-off. It's nothing. Maybe it's something more. This is where you start to collect little assets. Don't give up on guys too early, but those bottom of the, again, those bottom of the roster players you draft that you know you're never going to play. You, you're seventh wide receiver. Okay, you're not playing that guy. So dump him and go get Puka or Tutu, right? So those are some wide receiver ones. Romeo Dubs of the Packers I see is a hot ad. I'm not necessarily loving it for the Packers, but if Christian Watson is still injured and down, 31% available against Atlanta, probably not a bad ad. Do I want him as my one? No, as my three or my flex? I might be able to get behind that depending on my roster. By the way, make sure you're getting your questions in uh, at AndyMC81 
at SickPodBrowns. Browns. Use hashtag AskAndy. We'll answer your questions leading up to Sunday's live show as well, where we'll answer your questions live leading up to game day and get ready. So make sure you subscribe, click the notifications, Instagram and uh, TikTok as well at AndyMCSports. But get those questions in. Hashtag AskAndy. So Dubs is another one. Couple other ads. Um, this was weird for the Falcons. Tyler Algier, right? Where we have Bijan Robinson. That usage, I didn't like it. Uh, and I'm going to stay away from that whole situation because I think Robinson has to, with the capital, rise up. So that might have been a one-off. Josh Kelly's a popular ad with the Chargers. No, Austin Eckler. Uh, Eckler's the guy. Kendrick Bourne of the Patriots. I don't want to be trusting Mac Jones. They did better than I thought they would. Zay Jones. I drafted Christian Kirk in three friggin' leagues, and the guy got me 1.9 fantasy points. I was pretty pissed off. Okay, Zay Jones jumped up. I still think Kirk is going to be the number two under Ridley. Ridley as advertised. How often was I telling you guys, get as much Calvin Ridley in your life as you can. I hope you did. Bundle him with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, but Zay Jones, I would still lean Christian Kirk. I wouldn't go that. Zach Moss and the Colts. Just stay away from the Colts. If he's not Anthony Richardson. Pittman's success actually surprised me a little bit with Richardson getting him the ball. He's going to be drafted, but Pittman did surprise me a bit. A tight end. It, tight end is always up for grabs. And I mentioned him going in on the live Sunday show at 10 a.m. Eastern. I said Hayden Hurst is someone to watch because you had Shark injured. And he can be a nice – he's not going to Travis Kelsey and, and make spectacular plays, but he can move the chains, catch and fall down type of guy. And Bryce Young, look for him. Look for him often. Look For, for tight end, for a tight end you're going to get for free for who's rostered in 11% of leagues, Hayden Hurst is a good choice. Stay away from Hunter. Any of the Patriot receivers at this point. But uh, Hayden Hurst is a good bet there. So those are some waiver wire ones. Any questions, of course, Twitter, X, at AndyMC81, hashtag AskAndy, Instagram, TikTok, at AndyMCSports, and at SickPodBrowns. Now, I wanted to look into this. How did the overreaction Tuesday, week one done, going into week two, how did the betting odds, how did Vegas, how did things adjust? What is the public saying, and is there some value that we can find? Well, let's look at some division winners. After week one, well, we had the Jets, who were second place to the Bills, plummet to third at plus 600. There's no value there. That's done. Now, there is some value in Miami jumping to the favorite to win the division, down to 135. The Bills rise up to plus 145. Josh Allen is not as bad as that game was. Like I said, weird week for quarterbacks. He was atrocious. The decision-making was shocking. Looked like a rookie. Looked worse than a rookie. But it happened. I think there's some value at plus 145. Bills are still winning that division, in my opinion, because I don't think the Dolphins are going to be able to keep Tua healthy. I hope he is. And nothing against the guy. I hope, I hope he stays healthy. But everything points to that it won't happen, meaning the Bills will win the division. So plus 145, a little bit of a bump up there for, um, for the Bills. We have Cincinnati Bengals drop from the favorites in the division down to two plus 245 in the AFC North. The Ravens and Browns are tied for plus 200. I'm always going to say sprinkle a little bit on the Browns at plus two plus 200. I got them. What did I get them at? Was it plus 300 in the offseason? I forget. But I got them a bit higher. Don't bite on the Raven uh, on the Ravens. Steelers, forget it. Um, Bengals plus 245. We saw them start slow last year. That's a value. Bengals plus 245 is a value. So that's something I hope want the Browns to win it. And I, I think they have a very good chance too. But if you're looking for some value, plus 245. Look at some of the other divisions there. Um, 
yeah, the South didn't change with the Saints, the NFC South, Jags. What do we got? The where did the uh let's see the NFC North. Where'd that go? The East is still the Eagles, of course. Cowboy. The Giants dropped the plus two thousand. Oh my gosh. Plus two thousand. You know what? Why not? Something happens to uh to win the division. Oh my gosh. Put five bucks on Giants at plus two thousand. Why not, right? Uh, NFC North. This is where I want to look. Lions minus 130 after that opening win. So no value there. Packers plus 260. Vikings plus 550. Bears 1,000. Nothing nothing too spectacular at that point. But the the, the value ones there, I think, really come down to um, the Bengals uh, and the Bills as far as some shift from, from division winners after week one. If we take a look at conference winners, Bills are still second. So the overreaction goes to the division winners, really. Now, to make the playoffs, let me just take a peek on that. To make the playoffs, a yes, no. Let's see what the, yeah, the Bills. Uh, Bears to make the playoffs plus 380. That's gone up. So it's money to make the playoffs. Bronco, yeah. Nothing, yeah, nothing too crazy. Yeah, the value of those two in the division one. So we'll keep an eye out. If you see any values you like, you got any questions, fantasy football, betting, whatever, we'll get dive into all that on Sunday's show. But there you go, folks. Okay, hashtag Ask Andy. Fantasy football and betting questions at AndyMC81, at SickPodBrowns, and that's on Twitter, at AndyMCSports on TikTok and Instagram. Click subscribe. And of course, we can ride this to Monday night, baby. Monday night football is the next stop for the Browns in Squealerville, Pukesburg, they're going down. Miles Garrett, get your bib ready. Zadarius Smith, get your knife and fork because we're going to eat up some Kenny Pickett. Can't wait for that game on Monday. But before that, I will see you on Sunday live, 10 a.m. Eastern for Browns Pittsburgh preview and all your fantasy football questions. We'll get you live updates and have a lot of fun along the way there. All right, everybody. It's a victory week. Week one, Browns are 1-0. Best defense in football. I'm Andy McNamara, and as always, go Browns! And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.